0: The Washington Post
1: is vying to be the wokest of the woke, and it's winning. In a recent video series, the once-respected newspaper ran an online video series where guests urged white people to experience a period of deep shame and join white accountability groups. Sorry, I'm not joining. I despise racism for all its obvious repugnance, But I won't shame myself for something I'm not, nor will I be held to account for something I did not do. Since I refuse to judge others by the color of their skin, I won't join the woke militants that are determined to judge me by my own. And no, I'm not guilty of white fragility simply because I won't be lectured to over my skin color. I hold dear the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that one day people will not be judged by the color of their skin. But today's culture warriors want to turn Dr. King's dream into a nightmare of racist resentment, condemnation, and outright hatred, where everyone is prejudged by the color of their skin. Screw the content of your character— It's as if they think the greatest civil rights leader of our times was a chump. If they get their way, they'll erase Dr. King from the history books as insufficiently woke. The people who want to do this are proponents of what's known as critical race theory, or CRT. Now, it's not a theory at all. There's no support for it in fact or evidence or science at best— It's a subjective opinion. At worst, it's a pernicious ideology designed to demolish what made America great. Free speech, free thought, and freedom of action. It's an artificial construct intended to stigmatize and disgrace. It is categorical prejudice masquerading as anti-prejudice. Proponents of critical race theory pretend to be fighting racism by substituting an equally insidious form of racism, and their goal is to divide society by elevating racist identity politics into a full-blown culture war. So what exactly is CRT? Where did it come from? Well, it dates back decades, but its genesis can be found in Marxist Orthodoxy: The most extreme version of critical race theory posits that all individuals are either oppressed or oppressors, based exclusively on the color of their skin. My colleague and friend Deroy Murdoch, a sharp critic of CRT, described it in "far more glib terms, quote: "Critical race theory defines America as inherently and irredeemably bigoted." denounces all whites as racial oppressors, and diminishes all blacks as racially oppressed victims. At its core, CRT contrives a color scheme of life where everyone must be judged solely on the level of melanin pigment in their epidermis. And if you think this is insane or just plain stupid, well, you're right. No person with half a brain would adopt this garbage. And yet, if you dare to disagree or challenge this authoritarian madness, you are ipso facto a racist or a white supremacist. Maybe both. Well, I can assure you that DeRoy, who happens to be black, is neither. In truth, critical race theory seeks to silence and suppress diversity of character, individual merit, all those are things to be expunged. All matters are to be seen through the lens of race and racism. If you resist, you'll be smeared, slandered, demonized, and canceled. Because that's how the woke crowd works. They are venal. Now, here's the good news. As with any extremist movement, the pendulum swings. Americans everywhere are now fighting back. They're fed up with being told that they're either racists or oppressed victims from the moment of birth. They're sick of hearing how our nation's institutions are systemically racist and that they function only to maintain the dominance of white people. Parents in particular are revolting against the brainwashing of their kids in schools. They don't want their children coming home riddled with guilt and shame. But that's been happening. At least 25 states are now crafting legislation that would prohibit the teaching of critical race theory. Eight states have already banned or limited CRT in classrooms. The momentum has shifted. A groundswell of anger is increasingly being directed at radical progressives who have commandeered the Democratic Party and pushed the CRT mania. That anger will only escalate. So here's my prediction for you. Next year's midterm elections will see a political bloodbath for Democrats. Call it a reckoning. But the mindless leftists have only themselves to blame. They demonstrated neither the intelligence nor the courage to stand up against this racist insanity. Attorney, Fox News legal analyst, and two-time New York Times best-selling
0: author. This is The Brief with Greg Jarrett.
1: By now, you've all heard me talk about MyPillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new MySlippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. It's designed to wear indoors, outdoors, all day long, made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue. Made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new MySlippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable. You'll want to get some for the whole family. I love mine. Go to mypillow.com and click on the Radio Listener's Square and use promo code GREG, GREGG. You will also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products including the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the My Pillow Mattress Topper, and My Pillow Towel Sets or just call 1-800 Five four four eight nine three nine, and use promo code G R E G G. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Imagine young students in an American classroom being taught the following quote: All white people play a part in perpetuating systemic racism. Or how about this: The education system perpetuates quote, spirit murder against black kids. Now, as a parent, you'd be horrified. You'd say, wait a minute, that's untrue, and it's racist. And you'd be right. Any sentence that begins with all white people is, by definition, wrong. And the words spirit murder? That kind of language has no place inside a classroom where Reading, writing, and arithmetic are supposed to be taught, but that's what parents must have felt when their kids came home from school in Buffalo, New York. And Buffalo is but one example of the many flavors of critical race theory now being jammed down the throats of children everywhere. In a previous podcast, I identified other schools and other lesson programs that teach critical race theory in classrooms across the nation. And it's not just our educational systems. CRT has permeated government operations, corporate structures, the military, the national mainstream media, the list goes on and on. Americans are being taught to hate themselves and to hate their country. It's all part of the new woke mentality. And you better get on board and capitulate or you'll be silenced, threatened, punished, canceled, or exiled. The very institutions that are supposed to promote diversity of thought are being exploited to eradicate dissent or any form of free thinking. The once venerable Washington Post even featured a podcast video spewing the same ignorant nonsense where a trauma counselor scolds people for the color of their skin and says that white people, quote, need a period of shame for being white and acknowledge the harm that our ancestors have caused. Another so-called trauma specialist says, quote, racism, racialism, and white body supremacy is not episodic, it is structural. Now, when I first heard about critical race theory, I dismissed it as You know, kind of a passing fad, like the bell-bottom pants I wore in the late 60s and early 70s. They look stupid now in retrospect. But like those old pants, CRT has seen a resurgence. Its ugly ideology is pervasive. And according to my guest, it's composed of lies, lies, and lies. Joining me now is the terrific columnist and my friend, DeRoy Murdoch, that I mentioned. He's a Fox News contributor, a senior fellow with the London Center for Policy Research and a contributing editor with National Review Online. DeRoy, welcome. You, uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you about this is you wrote an incredibly insightful column that argues that the Democratic left loves critical race theory because it preaches black failure. How so? Explain that.
0: Uh, Greg, it's great to talk to you about this important topic. Uh, I've been uh, critical of critical race theory since it uh, popped up on the horizon in a big way in the last few months. And uh, there are many aspects of it with which I differ. But I think the, prob- the biggest problem with critical race theory is uh, what it says to black people. Um, it doesn't just say that white people are racist, which is, of course, a, a gross overstatement and gro- gross overgeneralization. There are white racists, but there are a lot of wonderful white people. But it then says that uh, every uh, black person is a victim. Every black person is oppressed. Uh, every black person is in a situation where he's, he or she is going to be held down by uh, white oppressors, white racists. And if you... Uh, if you're my age and you hear that argument, you just think, well, that's absurd and ridiculous. But if I were a 10-year-old boy or a, some 10-year-old girl, we hearing that kind of an argument, uh, and you hear that you know, you're not going to make it that uh, the uh, system is, the systemic risk, uh, racism, not just one or two individuals, but a system is arrayed against you and uh, is, has been in operation since 1619 to hold you down, why on earth should you bother doing your homework? What's the point of coming to class? Uh, why cooperate and uh, raise your hand and write things on the chalkboard? Uh, you know why join the Boy Scouts, or the Girl Scouts, or uh, you know play team sports? You know if you're going to fail. If'd be held down by uh, white racists, you might as well just give up, stop, stop doing your homework, maybe join a gang, do drugs, uh, you know, um, have kids out of wedlock, and wait to, wait to be shot by the cops before you're age 21, which, according to people like Black Lives Matter, is what every, every black, at least every black young man should expect. Uh, it's a terribly corrosive, terribly destructive, and uh, horrific uh, message to be preaching. And unfortunately, it's widespread, and it really needs, needs to stop and be stopped now.
1: DeRoy, I hear the sirens in the background. They're coming after you, pal. I mean, That's you, right. You know,
0: Somebody out there doesn't like what I just said. You,
1: they're listening in. The government and Democrats and the woke crowd, they're listening in. They just call the cops on you, so bolt you the door, go. okay? Call me I if you need that. me. <laughs> I'll uh, let you know. Listen, uh, Seattle even hosted a segregated brainwashing program. It dubbed in part racial superiority and whiteness and it it accused white municipal workers there in Seattle of of rendering people of color quote unable to imagine a way forward now that's pretty scary stuff instead of empowering black people, essentially as you make the argument quite effectively it it does the opposite it it to use your word it paralyzes them it it instills a defeatist attitude to rights
0: yeah it does I mean again if you if you listen to what they say, unable to imagine a way forward, wow, I mean you literally are stuck. The white racism according to these people is so bad that black people just cannot move. Uh, I put it it uh, leaves black folks uh, leaving uh, feeling as helpless as butterflies and, st- and snared in a tarantula's web of white racism and uh, you know if you if you preach this stuff and people hear it and believe it. Uh, you know, why bother getting out of bed and going to work? Why not just stay under the blankets and, you know, hide from Whitey? That's the message they're giving. And the thing is that it's so, if there were truth to it, it might make sense to make that argument. And maybe if you were a, you know, poor kid, I would be able to appreciate this argument more coming from a a poor kid in uh, an inner city, rotten school, terrible conditions, no father, you know, gang warfare outside the front door. But the people making this argument for the most part are college professors, college professors with PhDs, uh published authors, people who are prominent in the media, uh, even to a degree, the former First Lady of the United States and the former president of the United States, Michelle and Barack Obama. Those folks made it. If you can't make it as a black person in this country, please explain to me how Michelle Obama graduates from Princeton. I believe she graduates from Harvard Law School. Uh, Obama graduates from Harvard Law School. They then go on to become First Lady of the United States and President of the United States, black people elected by a majority white country. If this is such a bigoted country, why do why do these white people put men not just on a fluke for four years but uh, win, to win comfortably in 08 and then get re-elected in 2012 pretty comfortably over two white men? I mean, the white people certainly had the opportunity to uh, put in... Uh, two different white guys. They put in a guy both times, who then put into the Department of Justice uh, Loretta Lynch and Eric Holder, our first, actually second, our first uh, black attorneys general for eight years. We had the State Department being run by uh, Colin Powell and Condoleezza Rice, a black woman, a black man and a black woman, for eight years. And if this is really such a systemically racist country, how is it that we have white people letting black people run the White House the justice department the state department and now we have a black defense attorney, defense secretary running the pentagon yeah. um, so you've got people preaching this idea you can't make it who are people who have made it made it big they made it to the top of our society top of our government top of our business climate top of our universities and they said say to the people you know down below oh just sit back you know give up you know just at home because you're not going to make it because white racism is, is – uh, the white races are plotting against you. It's just a, a completely corrosive and destructive message and completely untrue on top of everything else.
1: Yeah, the evidence as you described it um, undermines their entire arguments. And, you know, in my opening remarks, I mentioned the dream of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., that one day people will not be judged by the color of their skin. But isn't that what CRT actually does. It does. It, it judges people based on the color of their skin. So aren't these CRT advocates really teaching that Dr. King was wrong? Forget your car- character. We order you to judge people by the color of
0: their skin. Uh, that's right. We, we have a word a phrase for this, which when you look at somebody who's white or black or Asian or Hispanic, whatever, and say, oh, based on the skill, uh, based on the person's skin color level of melanin, therefore, X, Y, Z, whatever set of conclusions you want, rich, poor, dumb, smart, successful, not successful, uh, oppressor, victim, that's called racial prejudice. The phrase for that is racial prejudice. This is the, the quintessential definition of racial prejudice. Look at, pe- looking at people's skin color and, coming to, and jumping to conclusions without any additional evidence. We fought the entire civil rights movement in this country from the 1940s, 50s, 60s to eliminate that. And largely we did, or at least we tried to. We're on the way to doing so. And then here come the critical race theory. People saying, oh, let's bring back the racial prejudice. Let's look at the way people's skin looks and then make all kinds of conclusions, not on who they are, talking to them, asking them questions, learning about their backgrounds, getting to know them, but just by saying, oh, I see your skin, therefore this. I see your skin, therefore that. Uh, You know, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Medgar Evers, Uh, Others in the civil rights movement were killed in order to put an end to that. People like John Lewis, who passed away, uh, natural causes more recently. But back back in the 1960s, he was beaten severely. Many other people uh, were uh, knocked over their heads. Uh, Goodman, Schwerner, and Cheney, the uh, young civil rights workers, the Freedom Riders, uh, were uh, shot and killed by the KKK in Mississippi and buried in an earthen dam. And then months later, uh, their bodies were found. People shed blood and people died in order to put an end to racial prejudice, and here come these critical race theory people digging up the, the corpse in a sense of, of Jim Crow and that, that whole way of thinking, and redeploying it once again, and making us look at people's skin color as the basis on which we should judge these people, and it, it's horrifying and appalling and tragic that um, some uh, 50, 55 years after the civil rights movement's triumphs, uh, here we are again uh, bringing back a problem that we thought was gone.
1: Yeah, indeed. So you know, I've been rocking my brain uh, for weeks now, really, as I've been talking about critical race theory, and I've been trying to figure out what's the goal of the radical left and many of the Democrats that embrace this groupthink insanity? Do they yearn for power for control? Do they want to gin up racist resentment and hatred so that it boils up into a violent race war? What do they want?
0: I think it's the latter. Look, I think a lot of people who are pushing this are cultural Marxists. They're not the classic uh, economic Marxists of the Marx uh, Len- Marx Engels school. They're uh, more reflective of the cultural racists of the Frankfurt School that came around in the 1920s and basically said you're not going to achieve communism by pushing economics because working class people want to become wealthy eventually, or many many do in the West. Uh, so let's uh, let's push. Uh, Communism and socialism, basically through cultural means, by getting people ginned up and stirred up and and, uh, and uh, in conflict with each other on the basis of race, sex, gender, etc. And the Frankfurt School is is in full play behind this uh, critical race theory, uh, Black Lives Matter, etc. Some of these people very openly say that they're Marxists, and I think what these people really want is a race war. I think they want black and white people in the streets fighting each other, blood in the streets. And out of that chaotic revolutionary situation, the overthrow of the capitalist system, uh, the overthrow of the American government, and the imposition of a Marxist state, I think that's what's behind this. These people are not good people. They do not have good intentions. These are malevolent, evil people who I think ultimately want to see blood in the streets. I think it's that bad. These people are that awful. They need to be stopped. They need to be resisted. Uh, they need to be crushed. And uh, if they don't happen, if that doesn't happen. Uh, we're going to have just fur- further mayhem, further bloodshed, further chaos in the United States of America.
1: And Christopher Rufo, who is a writer who, as you point out also in your column, has really been at the forefront of the argument against critical race theory, penned a column in the Wall Street Journal recently, and and he basically makes... Uh, this compelling argument that the most extreme advocates of critical race theory actually want to destroy america and he cites people like I- ibram x kindy you know of course famously wrote uh, the number one bestseller how to be an anti-racist um, and people like that want to abolish capitalism and install an all-powerful federal bureaucracy that will nullify any law and silence any speech that isn't quote unquote anti racist, in other words, Deroy, it sounds to me like burn the Constitution, subjugate everyone. I mean, I can't think of anything more destructive and insidious. can you
0: uh look, this is again, I think this is uh Marxism. These people are not just interested in saying, okay, if you have racial prejudice views, you know, put that aside. Let's all love each other. Let's all get along. You know, as Rodney King famously said, can't we all just get along? Look, if that were their goal, I'd say, all right, maybe their means are a little bit uh, excessive, but we all can agree on the objective. I don't think that's the case. I think these people want to destroy the system as it, as it exists. I don't think they're interested in the First Amendment. Their definition of racism isn't just, you know, hey, we're not hiring black people, in this com- com- company, or we're not hiring Hispanics, or we're not hiring white people, as the case may be. Uh, you know, these people see everything as racist. Or as racist, Sheet music is racist, because how dare you tell black musicians that they should have to be able to read music. Uh, evergreen trees are racist, because out in Oregon, they're looking at uh, having evergreen trees as the, as the, the evergreen tree as a... Uh, uh, mascot or them symbol, as you will, for a, a school, high school out in Portland. Uh, well, you know, black people are hung from trees. Therefore, the evergreen tree is racist because it reminds people of lynching. Uh, apple pie is racist because back in the uh, 19th century... There were people who uh, took over uh, land owned by Indians and planted apple trees, therefore, apple pie is racist. There's no end to it. They think of everything as racist. As soon as you get up and get out of bed in the morning, racism begins, and it doesn't stop until you crawl into bed and fall asleep. Uh, and so, if Ibrahim uh, X. Kendi had his way, I think probably the entire English language would be racist because it was, of course, started by white people in England. There's no end to what these people demand. It makes no sense. It's absurd. And, and, and ultimately, what they want is all of us at each other's throats. Uh, in a chaotic situation, which will lead to, uh, I think, a Marxist revolution. That's really what's, what undergirds all of this.
1: And yet, the people who are spewing this insane critical race theory uh, you know, are doing so freely, so they're the beneficiaries of the First Amendment that they want to destroy. And, you know, DeRoy, here's what I hear all the time. If America is such a vile, racist, horrible place, why are people all over the world clamoring, to come here,
0: yeah. How about that? You know, if this were such a, a bigoted uh, uh, dystopia where racism is around the corner and black people are just totally under fire, uh, you wouldn't see these people coming into the United States from uh, from Africa, from the Caribbean uh, in huge numbers. You know, tens of thousands of people coming in from places like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Nigeria. We had back in I think this was between 2015 and 2019. Uh, over 12,000 individuals from Nigeria, which is a 99% black country, 11,000 in change from uh, Congo, uh, 5,400 Ethiopians. Uh, you know, you could stay in those countries and not have to deal with white racism because there's not a lot of white people around. You know, Nigeria is 99% black. you don't like what white folks, you're scared of white racists, you're not going to find many white racists oppressing people in Nigeria. And yet, uh, you know, over, over the uh, previous uh, uh, five, six years, you had uh, over 12,000 people leave Nigeria and come to the United States of America. You know, they're coming into this racist hellhole, the way it's described, um, from places where there's no white racism. Please explain that. Uh, you have people running across the border as we speak and by the hundreds of thousands, uh, leaving uh, Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador. About another ninety nine or so countries, from my understanding, coming to the United States. You know, if this place is, you know, uh, America, America, America with three K's, why are they coming here? Uh, maybe yeah. because it's not this racist hellhole This describe. it's remains a land of opportunity, a land where most people at least try to get along with each other. There are racists. There always will there'll be. There'll be racists a thousand years from now. But there is no racist system that's designed to hold you down. If it did, the racist system wouldn't let these people in. If They even wanted to come here. They landed at JFK or LAX, they'd say, All right, get back on the plane and fly back to your your country of color. You're not welcome here. Well, guess what? They are welcome here. Um, They're welcome here more than ever. I mean, the border is pretty much erased uh, on the southern frontier. And if we're such a racist country, why are these people, why are you letting all these people come in, giving them visas, and then giving them uh, swearing in ceremonies and letting them be naturalized American citizens?
1: Because it's the land of freedom and opportunity, which critical race theory proponents despise. You know, something occurred to me. This this brainwashing, DeRoy, this indoctrination is eerily similar to what the Chinese communists did to, during the horrific cultural revolution. They they created these re-education camps. They were essentially, you know, forced labor prisons where teachers, doctors, thinkers, writers, politicians were all sent because their views were considered counter-revolutionary. And so, so they were subjected to brainwashing to adopt the communist ideology. Education as a consequence in China, ground to a halt, illiteracy skyrocketed. And that's exactly what the communists wanted better control over a defeated, subjugated proletariat. Do you see a parallel now to what these, you know, CRT advocates want?
0: Yeah, I think you've got a lot of that. You've got, uh, as you just described, brainwashing sessions. We've seen them in Seattle with the public uh, workers there. We've seen them at the... uh, Sandia Laboratory in New Mexico, where they, I guess, work on our nuclear weapons program. Lockheed Martin, a very large uh, defense uh, contractor, uh, also was doing this sort of thing. And they get people who have, have much better things to do, in many cases, as I say, working on uh, the defense of the United States of America and our national security, sitting in rooms being told, okay, tell us uh, how racist you are and tell us about the most recent racist views you had. And here's why if you're white, you're a racist person. Uh, you know, write a letter of apology to all the black people you ever met. Uh, and apologize to them for your uh, racist attacks on their being and on and on. And this whole notion that they're just uh, assuming that if, if you're uh, a white person that you're spending all day and night uh, trying to uh, attack uh uh, black folks, Lockheed Martin, they last year had a program called White Man as Full Diversity Partners, uh, where they had the Air, an Air Force, former Air Force colonel, a retired Air Force general, a bunch of people who were working on the uh, Hercules uh, C-130 airlift uh, vehicle, the F-30, F-35 fighter jet. These people have much better things to do, and they just had them sitting around uh, uh, trying to understand why uh, ideas like rugged individualism, can-do attitude, striving towards success, that these are evil white attitudes. My God, so if you're black, you shouldn't strive towards success. If you're black, you should not have a can-do attitude. If you're black, you shouldn't believe in rugged individualism. There's nothing inherently white about those ideas. Those are the ideas that lead people uh, to prosper and become uh, wealthy and uh, influential and, and happy. These are the seeds of human flourishing. And yet they're described as white attitudes, which I guess means if you're black or Hispanic, you shouldn't, uh, shouldn't aspire towards those ideas. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have people sitting in conference rooms and classrooms across the country having this garbage pumped into their heads rather than learning about uh, ideas like individual freedom, personal responsibility, Uh, Limited government, free enterprise, peace through strength, and the other pillars on which successful societies are built.
1: Uh, I want to wind this up by quoting you in your uh, terrific column. You write the following, quote, Critical race theory's anti-racist racists are serving potentially terminal social cancer from huge boiling cauldrons. They're ladling defeatism into the bowls of blacks and sickening America with their evil stew." They must be ridiculed, shunned, defunded, and dismantled, end of quote. But the question is, you know, how, how, how do we do that? And, and my sense is that it's the, there's a slow movement that's gaining currency, uh, that this is backfiring on the leftist Democrats, the progressives, the woke crowds. Americans, to Roy, it seems to me are beginning to rebel against this toxic brew of racist indoctrination and and racial retrograde. And what's so encouraging in all of that is that this growing movement of people opposed to CRT are nonpartisan, they're mainstream, they're multiracial. Uh, black Americans I'm seeing are increasingly speaking out and denouncing this nonsense. Are you seeing that?
0: I am seeing that. I've been very heartened over the last uh, maybe three, four weeks or so to see this tremendous Outpouring across the country of uh, parents showing up at school board meetings, which very often they've sort of ignored. I mean, who pays much, too much attention to what school boards do? Uh, one of the uh, very strange and unusual uh, positive consequences of COVID is because of the uh, Zoom Zoom school and Zoom classrooms, et cetera. A lot of parents now have been able to see what their kids are learning and they've been shocked by what they've seen, which is. Uh, a little Johnny and little Sally being told, okay, you're, you're white, therefore you're racist, so you're black, you're oppressed. And uh, they're in full revolt. And, I've been, and not just white folks, I've seen a number of, of uh, black people show up at these school board meetings and say, look, my little daughter's not oppressed, my son's not oppressed, my kids are not victims. Uh, you have one guy get up and say, look, look I have uh, two medical degrees. You want to tell me I'm oppressed? You want to tell me I'm held down? That's garbage. And I think that's the way to fight this: is stand up to these people and say, "Look, you know, this country isn't perfect; it never has been. Show me a country that is." Uh, but we have fought very hard to uh, to try to live up to our ideals. We fought an entire civil war to end slavery. We fought the uh, the uh, civil rights movement to gain equal rights for black folks. We've had a black president, black uh, congressmen, black senators, black CEOs, etc, cetera, uh, black Oscar winners, black Emmy winners, you name it. And uh, we're doing the best we can. We should focus on black success. You know, like, to say, like to say, black success matters. Let's focus on how black people have succeeded, celebrate that, and make even more uh, black success, successful black people. Well, that would be what we're doing. And uh, standing up to these people and telling, telling them what you're doing is evil, it is destructive. It is destroying our country. You need to stop. You need to stop now. And don't stand there and tell me you're racist. How dare you? I'm, not, I'm going to resist what you're saying. Tell you you're wrong and, and tell you shame on you. Back off. Stop. That's what we have to do. And the last thing people need to do is buckle under and apologize. Look, you, you almost always see bullies will continue to beat people until you swing at them, and then they stop. And we've seen a number of instances where people have stood up to these, stood up to these um uh, school boards that uh, they've backed off. And that's uh, exactly what we have to do here. And I encourage people who have uh, who are standing up to these city councils and school boards and school boards and so on uh, to keep doing that and uh, put an end to this nonsense.
1: All right. DeRoy Murdoch, uh, many thanks for being with us. Uh, we love your terrific columns, your wonderful work. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Brief. Appreciate it.
0: My pleasure, Greg. Thank you
1: very much. All right. And so there it is, critical race theory uh, that the woke leftist uh, progressive Democratic crowd has fully embraced, but there are consequences to that. So I'll repeat my earlier prediction before the interview. Next year's midterm elections, we'll see a political bloodbath for Democrats. Call it a reckoning. But the mindless leftists have only themselves to blame. They demonstrated neither the intelligence nor the courage to stand up against this racist insanity called critical race theory. And that's The Brief. I'm Greg Jarrett. Thanks for listening.